a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and love and life are about the small things, like doing shrooms, hang gliding, and loose pins in a drawer. All right, Tom. Hey, that's my two Sandoval's in a row. I'm also joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morant. Win or lose, these twins love to booze. (laughs) And I imagine if they were on the show full time, they would both be saying that together in sync. That would be their tagline, Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. You will show your true colors, and a week before your wedding, I'm seeing red. Oh, that was good, Julia. That was a good one. Or really, really orange. (laughs) (laughs) How many episodes of Bravo did we get this week? Five. Five delightful episodes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's the thing. We were saying off mic, when was the last time that we had this many good episodes in one week? Sometimes we just have two shows a week and they're both, they feel like 10 episodes and they're bad. Oh my God. What most delightful, I don't, I hate saying this, five hours when I really think about how much time we (laughs) save watching TV. It's a bit embarrassing. But I think we should start with some of our newbies. Let's start with Atlanta coming in with a new season. Yes. All right, Atlanta. Um, Shrey's new man, Martel, is the worst. He has big, I've been on a reality show before energy. A hundred percent. He also opened his first scene that we had with him by sexually harassing the kitchen staff. You know, the woman who was hired to be there at work. Uh, And Sheree just like rolls with it. Kenya said the best thing, which was basically, like, Sheree needs her own reality show of all the shitty men she dates. Because she really does have a type. Kenya says she's feeling herself, and she is. I've never seen her this light, breezy, and airy, and she looked amazing. I'm thrilled. I'm super sad for Candy. Dudes. That man does not know how lucky he has it. He has a beautiful, successful wife and a condo. He needs to get over his script writing. He <laughs> loves that Jersey condo. It's so confusing, his issues, too, because it's like yes. he's so upset with her for not spending time with him because she is so busy and doing all these great things for her career. Mm-hmm. And then his other main issue with her is that she doesn't have time to like produce his screenplays. So it's right. not that he's mad at her for producing shit, it's that he's mad at her for not producing his shit, ultimately. And he doesn't like that he doesn't get a chance to stand on his own, but he, he needs he her. He wouldn't be, yes. Yes, she is his special skill on the resume, and she's the only thing that Their can be hired. Their marriage is the only, his job on his resume. <laughs> only thing okay, I, I know writing is obviously, you know, we're amidst the writer's strike, Writing is obviously really, really hard, but that's good writing. Todd has a Google Drive account. We agree, right? Like, producing the hard part, pumping out a trash script, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed like he was on a FaceTime with a team of people going line for line, so I would like to say that he's just a part of this writer room. Chat GPT. Todd's script. I think you're right because like if it is good and he does have teams of people like reading it and going through it, 
he has enough of a profile, I think, to try and find like investors or whatever on his mm-hmm. own. So mm-hmm. the fact that he has to go to Candy is troubling. It shows that it is just a Google Doc with shared with like 20 people who can only mm-hmm. meet at four because they actually have jobs, Todd. <laughs> can we travel to another husband? And this episode of Murder, She Drew, we are <gasps> truly worried that Drew might be murdered yep you heard it here first drew's dead <laughs> we've been saying it for three seasons and now here we come um and, and he Ralph says there was a crisis in the family what else could that mean but he originally had her ill <laughs> julia mm-hmm. if she was so ill it became a crisis that she died <laughs> Those uh, bits of poison he's been slipping her are finally adding up. I missed her. I know, me too. I did too. All right, one more thing before we move on. Sonia, you gotta get these people out of your fucking house. Buy them a house. <laughs> you, This is just a disaster waiting to happen. I love the sisters just gall, living for free. Her husband's only employed because of Sonia, and she's like, you are so rude and entitled. Yeah. You are not my priority. (laughs) No, I kind of, I'm going to stand up for her a little bit because they gave so much to her when she was the star. I think it took a village to help her through that. And now they don't really, eh, no, they got to regroup and start their own lives. (laughs) Never mind. I'm off it. I was actually on board for that. No, I was too. I'm like, yeah, maybe they should just reap the benefits of this for the rest of their life, but... They're like, all right, never mind. All right, the more I said it, the more I'm like, nah, you can have a career change. (laughs) We have another show actually premiering, and that is Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Okay, this is the level of drama I want. I want fights over dog hair in the pool, which when I saw the dog in the pool, we are three famously... Not pro-dog people. We're not anti, some of us. <laughs> I'm certainly anti the name Milo. Every fucking dog I meet now is named Milo. Get your dog out of the pool. Like Maya said, I don't want your dog's hair in my mouth when I dive in. Gross. I love that Bria needs this emotional support dog because of the emotional stress the dog is causing in this home. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a full circle. It is a full circle situation. We've gotten a lot of really dark storylines from Bravo, but we've said before, what is the perfect storyline? Canceling the caterer. This show has canceling the caterer vibes all over it, and Mm -hmm. I have never been so excited. We also have a main character of this show, a Jasmine, who is a screenwriter. So we have... At the center of our show, someone who knows good drama, I hope, Mm -hmm. who is going to try to orchestrate shit. And at that dinner at the end, she was orchestrating some good shit. And people were not having it. She was trying to Kyle Richards, let's play a game. And people were saying, no, no, no. But the thing about that is, though, when it goes very well is when, like, so she, like, proposed some, like, classic cliche, like, questions about people being single. And then it, like, devolved from there. Mm-hmm. Like, when presented with, yes. like, a cliche wrote question, then the good shit comes out of that. And this um, woman is tough. Jasmine lived out of her car for five months. She is tougher than your average Bravo starlet. Yes. She's mm-hmm. got grit. And I'm excited to see it. 
Um, we all agree our favorite's Preston, though, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Like, I also love that Preston, like, usually he makes amazing points, but sometimes at that dinner, he just said something without <laughs> saying anything at all. I yep. just love listening to him. I do not care if it is fluff thrown in the air. He's an attorney. He knows sometimes you just need to say something, like, confidently. And yes. make it sound like you're making a case for something. But yeah, he didn't say anything when he spoke up. He just basically had the conversation in monologue form that they had just had. It was great. <laughs> but I think he got buy-in because his hot tub comment was very insightful. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. watch out for Preston. But then he said the men's women's role thing. And I was like, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's who Louis thinks he is. Yes. Speaking of Louis. A little transition. I mean, we could go on for hours. So yes, sure. no, we, we probably should. Uh, we, I just got to yes. say, uh, Jordan, the most beautiful person that's been on a Bravo show. Yes. Oh. Well, she's oh. also oh, a yeah. Playboy I know. Playmate. I know. I, know. I looked her up <laughs> as I was watching. You mean the professional like, model oh. is most beautiful? I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Alex has seen all of her little bits. Um, <laughs> I love that the playboy model is the one that everybody has a crush on and i just have to say duh of course, <laughs> of course alex this is the one that hey all i didn't win. know but then i looked it up and went yep i'm no better than these men <laughs> all right speaking of shitty men alex joycey <laughs> i got two things to say about this episode of jersey and neither of them about louis number Mazzy one mazzy and kazzy <laughs> Danielle's brother won't talk to anyone. I this know that definitely that deepened the plot. That deepened the plot for this sure. This is not about Instagram. We gotta know. And then my other thought was bringing it back to what we said two episodes ago. Joe B got a new haircut, and he looks good. Are we a little worried? Here's my benefit of the doubt for Joe B. You know how great his reception was to that calendar shoot? How everyone thought that like he was somehow he came out like the best from that? Uh-huh. I think he so might he's just he's be feeling himself. Feeling it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Julia, you have something to say about our neighborhood grimace, Louie. From my limited knowledge, we might have a mini Jin Shaw in this Louie. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not here to defend him because he seems pretty unhinged and <laughs> He's having a hard time keeping it together. I think the stress, not just for the wedding and for the fact that he'll be related to Joe, I think that there is more afoot. Also, he called his mom hot. Ew, I know. I yeah. Sexy. He called her sexy, right? Oh, God. It was yes, too, whatever was it was. Not a fan. Um, I was going to try to turn this into my tagline. He said that he would rather share a glass of water with a rat than Joe Gorga. He said it was like talking to a pig or taking pictures with a pig. Excuse me. If Joe was in their wedding photos. Oh, yeah. And he said no one should waste a click, a flash of a camera on him. Like, yes. And then he also said something about snake pit. So I really appreciated the overarching theme. Which is also great because like he began that rant by just saying flat out Joe is an animal. And then he went on to have all these other examples. Body paragraph one. 
body paragraph too. <laughs> um, but and then Teresa says that she's never seen him like this before. And if I were Teresa, I would be mm. concerned. On camera. Yeah. Yeah. She did seem a little scared. I'm going to be honest. She seems exhausted. The she doesn't want that caught on camera. That thing she knows no. very well. I think my my harebrained theory about pop making Frank emotional, it's true. <laughs> oh my God. See him this app. Don't take my award from me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Summer House. Speaking of people getting emotional, um, Danielle's reaction was insane. So I've told you guys that I've somehow tricked Pat into watching some of this stuff with me. And he loves Summer House. That and Atlanta are his two favorites. And so it's kind of nice somebody who's not into that. You know, he doesn't know any of their names. When he was watching Summer House, he goes, oh, but she's always this big of reactions, referring to Danielle. And I mm-hmm. thought, what are you talking Because Danielle to me is just a background character. And he said, mm-hmm. no, she always is weirdly possessive of other people's problems and then cited the whole drink throwing at Sierra. And I was like, yeah, what was that about? That was about Lindsay and Sierra fighting. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too close to it. I forget about this stuff. Danielle's been weird for a while. I, I'm used to having such scholarly analysis of these people when we discuss these shows. But all I could think this whole episode is Danielle's such a dick. Dude, <laughs> literally, she is such a dick. And I'm sorry not to not to quote Pat again as our outsider who's not even a part of the pod, but he his takeaway from the Robert conversation was like if he was the tall one, is what he calls Carl, mm-hmm. he would say like, dude, you look like an idiot. This girl is clearly in love with me. And that is how it looks. It looks like Danielle is either in love with Carl or with Lindsay. Like we're past my feelings are hurt. I would disagree with that, except Danielle brought it up last episode that I'm not still in love with you. And the problem when people say something like that is now I can't help to think that she (laughs) definitely is in love with him. And it adds the whole, like, I never let Robert hang out with us when I hang out with Carl and Lindsay thing. Yeah. Um, Robert having the cojones to look at the tall one and say, we can't be happy for you. Robert's got nothing to lose. He's leaving in the morning. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Also, Danielle walking around asking every single person when did they find out. Like, Lindsay's got good friends because every single person was like, ew, what are you doing? I did find it hilarious that Paige and Maya were just sitting on a couch being like, she's really got to stop doing this. She's really got to rein it in. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they did not help her rein it in. But I kind of get it because if you try to stop her, she might just get louder. She yeah. was at that spot where, like, you just kind of have to let her do what she does. I think Danielle was interpreting them checking on her as them being like, yeah, you're in the right. Not them being like, oh, my God, we are trying mm-hmm. to make this not a fucking disaster. Yeah. And I do. I don't know. Because, like, in seasons prior, I do have liked Danielle a lot. And mm-hmm. I do like her still. I just think no matter what the context for her feelings regarding this engagement announcement on this day, going up to every single person at the party and letting them know her feelings is just the biggest dick move. That's awful. Because then that is what everyone talked to Lindsay about when they talked about the party. Because it's crazy. And, 
Okay, let's pretend Danielle and Lindsay were BFF still. That they were in the exact, they were how they usually are. I don't think that Carl needs to consult Danielle. He pulled it off by himself. He didn't need help. But the thing is, Elizabeth, if it, he's just shining light on the fact that their relationship is done. But this is all 100% on Danielle. Yeah. Because, of course, he's not going to involve in someone who laughs when she finds out that he's ring shopping. Screams yep. into a pillow in front of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cr- not great. And who's talking shit about his lady to the girls that don't like her. Like, everybody mm-hmm. knows that Danielle is talking shit to Paige and Amanda and Sierra, who just fucking hate Lindsay. This is the least I like those girls, and they're usually my favorites. Well, they're taking a supportive role this season, but Paige is still pulling out some fun testimonials, like when she pointed out to everyone that Lindsay 100% did know that she was getting proposed. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Also, Kyle, like, I've said it before, but he's just coming off so good this season. Yes. <laughs> I, like, love him now. Yeah, I am worried for Lindsay and Carl, though. Like, that last scene was rough, guys. Yeah. Are we ready for Vanderpump Rules? Yes. That was the most insane episode of television I've ever seen. Nothing could have prepared me. Every second was cringeworthy my stomach hurt after mine hurt from laughing is it because you ate five different sandwiches it was <laughs> i laughed so hard when um katie's mom started chiming in to like say something to raquel and raquel went oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like raquel knew what was coming raquel can i say something to you what terry oh my god honestly i'm kind of getting the mental health facility quote-unquote spa that she's at right now because she knows these episodes are about to air and what we saw from the preview of the reunion this is bad i was thinking who's gonna film with them next season it's just gonna be the pod of three no, they all know where their paycheck lies. Sheena will for sure do it. Yeah, everything will be all right in the end. Okay. Lala loves any reason to like go off on someone too. So I can see Lala having some Raquel scenes next season. Just to yell. <laughs> Rock yell. <laughs> so the worst scene to watch or the hardest, most cringe was when Raquel was talking to Ariana about Tom and Ariana's sex life. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Tom and Raquel are approaching Ariana in the exact same way where they're both trying to make the argument that, of course, Ariana should break up with Tom. But she's so level-headed and in love. She's approaching it like, no, these are the things that we're working towards as they point out all the issues. It's hard to watch. And she makes both of them come across as so self-absorbed. Both yes. times, like when Sandoval tries to like break up with her, basically this episode, she like turns around on him and exposes like how insane he sounds. Where his his definition of quality time, as Elizabeth pointed out, isn't walking around a neighborhood or just like hanging out watching making movie. dinner, it's hang gliding, <laughs> <laughs> hang, doing yeah. drugs. Uh-huh. Like those 
those can we agree that's not quality time those are one-off big moment experiences Mm -hmm. which checks yep um i have a prediction i think that raquel will leave her mental health facility and say i'm sorry that i did these things i recently been diagnosed with x whether it's like autism or adhd or something like that, or like, you know, bipolar disorder, whatever, depression. She's going to come out with a diagnosis and try to blame it on that. But I think it's going to go over as well as Kevin Spacey coming out as gay. Is that too much to like? No, I think that's a pretty accurate guess. Yeah. It's yeah, it's especially like transparent when like, I think you're right. It will happen and it probably won't happen for like a couple months. And that is when yeah, it's at its 100%. most like, okay, you're just saying that now. Especially yeah. like if she is going to be a part of this next season. It wasn't until that scene that Julia brought up where Raquel is talking to Ariana about the sex life that I thought for the first time, like, I think something is wrong with Raquel. I don't think that this is a person who just made a bad choice. Like, I don't think her brain is like my brain. I don't think my her brain is like your guys' brain. Like, I think that there's really some wiring different than what we got. That doesn't mean it's an excuse, but this was the first time that I was like, oh, the cards the three are of us would not have reapproached Katie seven times oh my in God, one episode. No, no. So I'm like, is she I love dumb? the approach of I'm what not going to go to their event because i want to give katie some space so i will <laughs> immediately her. go <laughs> tom tom <laughs> never see it coming um sandoval yelling at katie's mom calling it tacky that katie's mom is defending her daughter <laughs> and that katie needs to take accountability well schwartz is like off in a fake palm tree in the corner <laughs> rubbing lemons on his pits it is wild, you know, so next episode is our, so this was clearly supposed to be the finale. Oh yeah, we got course. the big speech from Lisa. Yeah. And oh gosh. Oh, can I bring up one thing? Yes. Ariana is someone who doesn't get close to people very easily. She clearly finds herself like very close, like comfortable with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lisa could not have been less supportive <laughs> in that moment of there there i have a speech ariana get off me there there dear your grandma and dog died i know that was so two weeks ago <laughs> it kind of broke my heart and you know that she's going to be all about ariana when everything pivots towards mm-hmm. her in the mm-hmm. coming months i it's shocking to me that Raquel and Sandoval are really going to be like, I can't believe they're calling us liars. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This piece of television was art. Honestly. Wow. Agreed. Like I, I'm so not prepared for next week. That's like the most excited I've ever been watching a Bravo preview in my life. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right. Awards. My Carl and Lindsay surprise proposal award goes to Frank, who accidentally ended up proposing to Brittany at that weird dinner with his whole family. So congratulations, (laughs) Frank. You're engaged to Brittany now. (laughs) I love that scene where they're all just talking about their hypothetical weddings. 
My award, much like Carl's proposal to Lindsay, uh, you'll see coming from a mile away, but my Patty and Selma award <laughs> that has existed before. I gave it to Lisa and Meredith, season one of Salt Lake City on this podcast, back when they like were similar. They're not anymore, but there was a time when they were very similar. Um, goes to Mazzy and Kazzy, Jen Fessler's uh, mom and her twin. Um, congrats. <laughs> Hope to see Moria. I was losing my mind when they were on screen. <laughs> you have your true loves of Bravo. And it's not even Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Passing Kazzy <laughs> with my heart for sure. All right, Julia, what's your award? Oh, right. My Keep It Classy award goes to Katie, who after saying, Raquel, where were you raised? How dare you? Where were you raised? Follows it by... You're a little cunt, by the way. Not keeping it classy. So, Katie, <laughs> keep it classy. Oh, I love that. People are calling upon James Kennedy to turn that into a remix, by the way. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at like uncool podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 